Hello, everybody, and welcome to Lean Toss-Up Call of Duty League podcast. This is Major Four Qualifiers Week 2 of 3, and I am joined here, as always, uh, by my co-host, CDL Metrics. How are you doing tonight on this, uh, well, it, where I am, at least, it's it's very rainy here on this on this Wednesday night. Yeah, I'm doing well. Where I am, it's sunny uh, still, because I'm three hours behind you, but uh, yeah, nice uh, partly cloudy day here in Idaho, but uh, I'm doing well. Caught some of the matches last weekend. Um, happy to see my Minnesota Rocker uh, get two wins in Madison, Wisconsin at their uh, little home series event. Um, it was a lot of fun to watch. I'm glad that they got Chance out there to cast it live in person. Although the Chance being there, but Miles not being there, but they're casting it at the same time was a little awkward, but it worked out. Um, so yeah, happy to see Rocker got those two wins because they very much needed those, uh, if they want any shot of getting a winner's bracket start at major four, but, uh, otherwise, yeah, we saw some, some surprising results last weekend, some relatively large underdogs, uh, performing well, and, um, even some underdogs not winning, but exceeding expectations in some other games. So yeah, a, a bit chaotic last weekend, I would say, but uh still fun to watch and uh yeah we'll have a lot to talk about this weekend with uh, the 10 matches we've got on the slate yeah i think it's uh, it's going to be an interesting interesting week so we have we have some team changes um already so um one team change is that um boston is swipe, uh, swapping in uh crimp or crimp crimp i think for uh vivid and we're also getting some, we got some, we don't know who is going to be the replacement yet, but at this moment, as we're recording this, Havoc is expected to be benched on the Florida Mutineers. We're not sure his replacement, though. Um, but uh, while we're recording this, I feel like we're probably going to find out who the replacement is. So stay tuned for that. We Florida's coming up as the second game of the week, so maybe we've got about, uh, I don't know, with our time, what, 20 minutes? <laughs> 20 minutes maybe to figure out if the no I'm sure we'll, we'll figure out for Florida I think Florida goes later on the weekend so maybe we'll have the, the full roster update by then but yeah so what do you think do you think Boston and Florida are I mean Boston was a bit unexpected there with Vivid Vivid had been struggling though Vivid used to be a massive uh kills player last year he would have some of the highest uh kill totals for 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 matches last year and uh he's taking definitely taking a step back on that this year I can kind of make this kind of makes sense. This Boston roster, man, it's just gone through a ton of different changes, right? Met, methods out for beans. Now vivid's gone too. You've got awakening and then you've also got uh Nero, but it's, it's kind of shaping up. Not badly though. Florida, of course, I feel like did kind of, they felt like they need to make a change. They're 60 points back of an eighth place spot to get into champs. And again, we are in, we're about to be in major four. So it's do or die. Not all bad for Florida though. They did take, they somehow did take phase two of game five. Um, but just generally, though, um, not that it's weird. I, I don't know what's up with phase. Phase is nowhere near as dominant. Also, that being said, Toronto is nowhere near as dominant as they have been in the past, too. But yeah, phase has just not been not been right this this last little bit. But Florida, of course, I feel like making a change is smart for them. Um, and when we're talking about team changes, of course, Minnesota uh, last week, they made a change, uh, got rid of attach or bench attach in, in place for fame. 
uh, a move that was definitely very questionable, especially on such a short, short, such short notice. And sure enough, they went two and now again they were at their own home major in front of a land crowd, which the first for some reason their the Minnesota Rockers home major was in Madison, Wisconsin, which is close to Minnesota. Actually, no, it's not actually close to Minnesota at all. Um, I mean, oh no, Milwaukee is it? It's kind of. Yes. Yeah, Milwaukee's a bit of a stretch, but Madison is Isn't drivable. It's like probably four hours to the Twin Cities from Madison and like to the border of Minnesota, it's maybe two hours from there. So mm-hmm. um so yeah, there there's a, a nice sized fan base in Wisconsin. I just think they wanted to to test the waters with that, but um but yeah, no, I was happy to see them win. But you're absolutely right, like phase a uh, little shaky start, right? A uh, a loss to New York um that included a game two round 11 or was it a game five round 11 there was a round 11 loss by phase in that series um and then phase played uh yeah mutineers on sunday afternoon a match that i think we all expected to just be a phase 3-0 or 3-1 and it went to a 3-2 and phase still pulled out the victory but again slipped up in search and destroy in that series lost another round 11 so Maybe their luck will change. Obviously, they're a dominant search and destroy team, so maybe those round 11 losses will turn into round 11 wins. But uh, either way, like Florida was playing that series from Madison College in Wisconsin, and that was something we had mentioned last week. Like, okay, Florida are playing Rocker, you know, in Madison on Saturday afternoon. Then they play Phase the next day. Uh, will they fly home for that or play from Madison or play from Minnesota? Turned out they were going to play from Madison. And um, yeah, they, they put up quite the fight on phase, but in the end did lose. Uh, but yeah, just some surprising results. Um, yeah, Toronto slipping up twice. Uh, a bit chaotic, but uh, I like chaos, Robert. It just, it gives us a, you know, a a double take on how we view the league and uh, nothing wrong with that in my opinion, but uh, nonetheless, should we jump into the games for Friday? Yeah, let's, let's jump into that. So uh, yeah. So moving on um, to, so first game on Friday, Boston versus London. This is at three o'clock. This is also good Friday. Um, So if you live in Eastern time zone, uh, Good Friday Mass, usually at 3 o'clock, so maybe you shouldn't be watching this game. But anyways, if you are Catholic, uh, Boston versus London. Boston minus 2.5, plus 165. London Royal Ravens plus 2.5, minus 220. Boston minus 650. London plus 400 of the money line, over 3.5, minus 200. Under 3.5, plus 150. For some reason on, on uh, Bodog, no uh, map spreads at least not yet, but Bet365 Bet365 also doesn't have map spreads, um, but they do have kill props for for all the games. The thing of it is, like, I'll I'll, I'll be honest with you. My model uh, definitely thinks London is the worst team in the CDL right now, like 100%. That's two absolute blowout losses, particularly in hardpoint. Two 0-3s this weekend. Yeah, it's not great. And Boston, yes, they did lose to... Minnesota, but Boston did actually. I think they uh, they beat uh, Toronto, right? Yeah, they beat Toronto three two. They so, lost the Legion, actually. They lost. Sorry, what? Who did I say to? Uh, Minnesota. Oh no. Okay. Yeah, they lost to they lost to Vegas. So, um, yeah, 
I I have Boston with a ninety two percent ninety two point seven percent chance of winning, and I've got the three zero priced at plus one forty, and I'm getting plus one sixty five on the three zero. So I'll take that any day. I just London's got a chance in the control. I've got London losing by a hundred, almost a hundred points in the in the hard point, which yeah. Kinda, yeah, I'm not. But the problem is with this, with these numbers, is the fact that when you look at it, it's like at some point Boston or sorry London will win a game. They're just gonna come out of nowhere win it. But the problem is when you look at the standings, and and I looked at that before we started here, and I'll just recap the standings. So Boston is in sixth place at 150, pretty comfortably going to champs. Seattle in seventh place at 140, again pretty comfortably going to champs. Minnesota at 130. Currently in the last spot for champs. Vegas Legion is at 100. So 30 points out from going to champs. So there, there is some competition for the 8th spot. And, and theoretically, Boston isn't completely safe. There is some, some jockeying for position there with Boston and Seattle. But then you get to 10th place, Los Angeles to LAG at 70 points. Again, an organization that technically doesn't even exist anymore. It only exists in our imaginations, I guess. It's not even on paper. <laughs> they're, just, they're still paying people with checks. I'm not sure exactly how. But yeah... Then you've got Florida at 70 points, and then you've got London at 50 points. So Vegas is 30 points out of 8th place, which is definitely doable. Again, Vegas actually is a relatively strong team. They could definitely catch Minnesota. That's not really a problem. But then you've got LAG that's 60 points back of 8th place, which is, again, a pretty heavy lift for an organization that technically doesn't exist anymore. Florida is, again, 60 points out of 8th place, eighth place, which is not fun. But then London is now your 80 points out of 8th place. So, remember, winning a major is only 65. I believe winning a major. Winning a major itself is only uh, 65 points, I believe. Yeah, first is only 65 points. Now, again, there's different pieces to that, but, like, at a certain point, London's going to be eliminated. Like, if London doesn't, like, come... If London doesn't basically run the... win at least three of the next matches and get in winner's bracket and have a decent showing here... They're probably going to be just eliminated. Like at a certain point, they're they're going to be eliminated. Like before the before major five, London will be eliminated from from playoff contention, basically. And and again, if Minnesota wins a couple more games and if Vegas wins a couple more games, it's over, right? Like that's the thing. So this London team feels like it's packing it up. I feel like in a lot of ways, some things have been like again, with, with, especially with LAG. LAG also kind of seems like they're packing it in to some degree too. This London team again, they're bought by. Uh, by the owners of, of I believe, Heretics. There's a, that's a Spanish team. Again, if it's been communicated to them, it's like, yeah, you're none of you guys are sit or surviving this year, right? Stuff like that. Then I think morale will be quite low. The fact that they keep trying to get rid of Paul X for some reason, probably also having a bit of a lower morale there for that. I just I don't know. I I feel like this team is just really down bad right now, and I just I don't know. I don't know how they fix that. I don't know how this team rallies. At some point, they will. They're going to knock off someone. It's just that I, like, and while I think that it's probably not a bad idea to bet, like, put something on the minus two and a half just because it can happen, but, like, don't put a ton on the minus two and a half. Don't put a ton on every map spread. Pick a couple of spaces just in case Lennon decides to have some life, but generally bet against this team. I think... It's safe to bet against this team, but maybe not. Don't don't take don't bet the farm against this team. Is what I'm trying to say. Take take some nice spots. Take some nice shots at this, because again, a plus one sixty five that's pretty juicy. But like, don't don't bet the farm against against London, because at some point they're gonna they'll bounce back. At some point, it will be too late. It'll be a dead cat bounce. Literally a dead cat bounce. But it's 
I'm not seeing it right now. I'm not seeing that that momentum right now. What about you? Do you do you think do you like the minus two and a half here? Do you see any path for London making this series competitive in any way or or not? What do you what do you think? Yeah, I would avoid the minus two and a half just for the fact that like this Boston team is undergoing a team change right now, and it might be for the better. Like they might come out and oh my gosh, Boston now looks like they can compete with Toronto and you know Atlanta and all these great teams. They've been kind of right under those teams, at least from my you know, power rankings and the numbers that I crunch. They've been a good team all year, but just not quite to the level of those top teams. So maybe this team change puts them over the top and they take care of business versus London. Easy 3-0, like doesn't matter. Um, I also think like the map pool, just from what we learned last weekend, maybe the fact that Fortress is out for Boston doesn't matter so much because they were a good team on Fortress Control. That is now out of the rotation in place of Expo. Um, and they got a win on Expo. They played Vegas Legion of all teams. So let's not, you know, take this too far. But they won 3-1 against Vegas. Um, London also played Expo. They played Optic, who are a good control team. Nothing crazy. And they lost 3-1. to So early returns on Expo are bad for London, good for Boston. Um, and then you look at the other maps that are still remaining. Hotel, pretty bad for Boston. They don't like to play it. London, love to play it, but they're also very bad at it. But LSC low control, Boston, 6-4, and four, pretty comfortable on that map. Uh, London have yet to win in LSC low control. They've only played it four times, but all signs point to, uh, I think, a hotel or an expo control. In either case, I think Boston are pretty nice favorites in whatever that ends up being. They're also favorites in Hardpoint and in uh, Search and Destroy. Heavy, heavy favorites in Search. London's been horrible at that all year. The one thing, right, with London is, like, they're kind of scrappy in Hardpoint sometimes, and sometimes they take that game one, or if they can push to that game four, maybe they can get that one too. That's kind of been their path this year is just relying on hard point wins and maybe getting a control here and there. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This one's a stay away for me. I'm just kind of going to watch to see how this new Boston team looks. Um, you know, do they take a step back and search and destroy? Maybe. I mean, Vivid Vivid and Nero, they, they do rely on for First Bloods quite a bit. Um, and Vivid's just such a unique player with the pace that he plays at that, you know, this Boston team, if if Kremp just makes the team chemistry or the pacing just is a little off, I can see this Boston team maybe dropping a map or two, uh, but I just have no idea if that's going to happen or not. So just to stay away from me, going to watch and see if Boston looks any different uh, for the worse, for the better, the same, whatever it might be. But yeah, you're right. This London team is just, there's nothing there right now. Like, Obviously, the players aren't happy. They just can't stop losing. And um, yeah, they're very, very far back in the points table. I think they're almost definitely not making champs at this rate. Uh, but yeah, good luck against Boston. I will say, if you are London, like this might be the best time to play Boston if you're going to play a team like this. So, you know, their remaining schedule, Boston, Vegas, New York. We've seen New York be up and down. Maybe they're hot, though, all of a sudden. And Vegas, as much as we like Vegas, like, they're still kind of a beatable team. So 
not all hope is lost for London, but yeah, I think at the very least you need probably two uh, qualifier wins here. That gives you a chance to start in winner's bracket, but even even with that, you're probably not starting in winner's bracket considering you got swept in your first two matches. Um, and then, yeah, if you do make the major like run, I, I guess like top six might be the goal top four but man the odds of that happening with this team are quite low so um yeah uh london just unfortunately we have to talk about them again for a saturday matchup but um yeah we'll see if they can give us anything to root for because lately it's just been a whole lot of nothing for that team that is rough when we're saying that it's unfortunate we have to talk about another team again yeah that is uh not a compliment uh, for that team moving on uh florida versus seattle second match on saturday so friday sorry on good friday florida plus one and a half plus 170 seattle minus one and a half minus two 225 florida plus three ten on the money line surge minus 475 over three and a half uh minus 230 so i do have this as a surge three one, but I priced the one and a half at plus one fifty ish, and I'm getting plus one seventy. That's not bad. I, I don't like Florida in the S for some reason. Seattle seems to be good at SND now. Um, I don't hate Florida in the hard point. Weirdly, oh, there is a spread in this game. Wow, those just the spreads just come live while we were doing this podcast. No, not mm. no spread for yeah. They they don't want you to bet. They're like, okay, we're not going to give away free money by doing the the Boston hard point spread. You get 42.5 points for map one for Florida versus Seattle. That's a pretty good number. I do not hate that number at all. I do not hate that number. That's a pretty good number. That's a lot of points for a Florida team that took phase to a game five. And they, they almost, I think they almost covered the spread against, actually, you know, they did, they did cover the spread against Minnesota. Yeah. Um, I have questions about Florida in other game modes in specifically in search of destroy, but that's not bad. I think, like, again, Seattle had a good weekend last week. They beat Toronto, but they did f- fall to Thieves, but Thieves looked amazing last weekend. I I don't know. I, I kind of feel like that Seattle is due for a regression, right? And it, it was so funny because I remember watching a match. I think it was last, uh, it was last Wednesday. You know, it was last, it was the last Friday match with, uh, with, uh, La- uh Las Vegas. And like TJ had like two really really good maps, and then I'm like, man, TJ's had a re- like he had like 28 kills in the hard point, and then he had like 10 kills in the in the search. And I'm like, he he's due to have a bad map, and sure enough, he had like 16 and like 26 or something. Like you you some of like with a team like with a player like TJ or like a team like Seattle, like it's like they're due. You know they're due. There's gonna be a bad match, and honestly, this Florida team is like not horrible. Like outside of that weird Minnesota game where they actually kept it pretty close throughout the entire match. Like Seattle, like Florida was not horrible, and again, if Florida's able to take, if if Florida can take Phase to a game five, I don't see why they can't take Surge to a game five. That's the thing, right? Like I don't think Surge is that much better than than Phase. So I'll, I'll, give me the Florida plus one and a half. I think that's mispriced at plus one seventy. I'll take that. I'll take that every day. What What do you think? Yeah, I I kind of agree with you here. Um, I definitely lean Florida plus one and a half. Um, the money line's not bad either. Uh, plus 310 I'm seeing. That's, that's a nice number. Um, 
I've got Florida at a 31% chance to win. Uh, so not great odds, but when you look at a plus 310, like that's that's nice. There's a little bit of value there. Um, but I will say, right, we know Havoc is getting benched. Uh, we don't know for who yet. Uh, I don't think it would be Dave Patty because he primarily runs an AR, but maybe it is because they, that organization seems to love that kid. And, um, so he could come back, I guess. I don't know. Same thing like Major Maniac. I don't even know if he's technically still on the roster, but I wouldn't expect him either because he's an AR player um strictly an AR player so yeah we'll see who it ends up being for Florida very well could be some challengers player um I don't know though like I don't mind the move benching Havoc for somebody else um I think it's a move that says like we're still not quite there in hard point and in control it's been better for them no doubt like this team started respawn this year and it was atrocious like historically bad start in hard points and controls lately they've been okay like they've been scrappy in those modes and their search and destroy has not faltered a ton uh but i wonder like okay you're gonna try to like up your hard point and control prowess against seattle maybe the best respawn team in the game i don't know if that's gonna work and your search and destroy might might falter a little bit with a new player on the roster so there's I'm I like Florida but I'm maybe not quite as enthusiastic about it as you are just because of the roster change and what that might mean I get what you're saying with Seattle of like okay this team is just due to lose because they're inconsistent and they just are coming off of a win a big win over Toronto um after losing to LA Thieves they do this roller coaster all throughout the year um they did it last year the same has you know transpired throughout this year i would say the roller coaster that is seattle surge but uh i don't know uh, i have a funny feeling about this game it might go longer than we think maybe florida do pull off the upset um that wouldn't shock me and i think i'd like to be on that side if it does happen uh just because yeah seattle we've seen it so many times with this team they they lose games they're supposed to win they win games they're supposed to lose it doesn't make sense with this team Florida's kind of flown under the radar now, right? Losing twice last weekend, you know, only winning two maps on the weekend. Granted, it was against FaZe. Like, I just think people are overlooking that. They're going, okay, well, you beat FaZe in a hard point. Congratulations, everybody beats FaZe in a hard point. And it's like, well, yeah, they're not a great hard point team, but they're still pretty darn good. And the fact that Florida won one is impressive. Um and yes, they beat them in a, you know, round 11 search and destroy. But it's like, yeah, it's hard to beat FaZe in search and destroy. So if you beat them in a round 11, like, you should get extra credit for that. That's like beating an average team by three rounds, basically. So, yeah, Florida, they're kind of scrappy, and I think they put up a fight. So I'm with you on Florida here, um, but I'm absolutely ready for a Seattle 3-0 now that we've talked about this at nauseum because <laughs> that's just how it goes sometimes robert we like an underdog we give all these reasons why they might pull it out and then it just it's a 3-0 on the other side but um but i'm with you on this one mm. yeah i uh i completely agree that with that uh um 
that's the thing, right? We're, we're saying this now, and we're like, man, the Seattle team is due Seattle 3-0, right? I don't know. I'll still take Florida on here. So we now actually do have an update as we're talking about Florida. Apparently, it is Vicol that is back um, in, in, place of, uh, in, in place of Havoc. So that's actually a little exciting. I'm actually a little excited for that. All I right. don't mind that. I don't mind that. No, Vickle was a good player last year. He was on the um, the dominant Toronto Ultra NA team um, with Scrappy, and now he's uh, maybe back. So I'm, I'm pretty happy for that. That's good for him. Happy to see him back. Next up, we've got actually the more interesting one of the more interesting matches of Friday. This is Friday night. Um, Subliners versus Rockers. Subliners minus one and a half, minus one twenty. Rocker plus one and a half minus one ten. Subliners minus three twenty five on the money line. Rocker plus two thirty over four and a half plus one eighty. So I was really surprised by this. Before I punched it into the model, I thought for sure I was gonna have uh value on Minnesota plus one and a half. Apparently I do not. Apparently, my model actually has this priced about right. I've got um, subliners minus 106 for the minus 105, and I got Minnesota mi- plus one and a half plus 106. So slight value. Well, no, actually, not really much value on subliners minus one and a half. That's still you're still losing the 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 vig there. But that's that. Like I, my model, I've got I've got subliners three one, and I've got subliners 71.8 percent to win. Subliners did have a good match against. They did beat Phase. They beat Phase, and they actually showed that they were not horrific at hard point. So Good for them. Um, again, for some reason, no spreads for this game at all for Bodog. That's weird, but whatever. I've got like I've got Subliners favored in the hard point. I like the question is, and, and this is the point, right? Yeah, Minnesota did beat they beat um, F- Florida and they beat LEG, right? Good, good for them. But they had a hometown crowd. Mm-hmm. They were pulling teams on on a travel, right? Like if you're Florida and you're LEG. How pumped are you for really this game? Right? You're like, oh, we gotta travel to Minnesota. We gotta travel to not Minnesota. We gotta travel to Wisconsin, and then we gotta get back. And then, like, you're you're only playing one game, right? Like, you're you're tra- you're flying out hours. It will take hours to get there from wherever you're going. You're traveling for hours just to get to, to play this game. And then you're like, all right, then we gotta get back. And for Florida, yeah, they had to play for, phase. For no prize money or anything. It's just it's a regular online match, but we're doing it in person, and it's like. Yeah. Yeah, that's a weird. We haven't really experienced that. So. Yeah, and and again, it's not, this isn't like an NFL game where you're like, okay, we got to go there. We're gonna play for three hours, and like, there's a massive team, and we're gonna be staying there overnight. Like, I don't even know if they stayed there overnight. They may have just flown in, played the game, and left. Right? Like, it wasn't like they were like, they weren't getting ready for anything. Like, this is the problem, right? So, I think it's it's a fascinating concept is to figure out like where is like. Was that Minnesota showing strength? And again, they were a little shaky against a Florida team, but then to be fair, that Florida team did take a phase to five, right? I don't know. I Maybe I might not touch this. If, if there's some money coming in Minnesota, maybe I'll take... If somebody comes in Minnesota, maybe I'll take a subliners minus one and a half. I don't like it at minus 120. If it got down to minus 10, maybe a plus money on the minus one and a half, I'd take it. I don't like it at minus 120... Maybe I'll take a game spread here or there, but like I kind of don't. Like the question is, do you think Fame fixed the problems with Minnesota, or do you think that it was just a combination of Fame plus Minnesota playing two of the worst teams in the CDL? Because again, LA LAG is a team that currently doesn't exist. Their organization doesn't exist anymore. They are sell- they're, They said they're going to try to sell the team. If not, then they're done. Which is fascinating that they're just like we don't even care about getting money back for this anymore. 
what are what are your thoughts on this? Do you think that there is a is there a chance? Like, where do you think this falls here? Yeah, I this one I'm in agreement with you again. Um, much like the Florida Seattle game, I see this one a lot like you do. Like, if the New York number drops a little bit, um, yeah, if it can get close to even money, that might be a good time to strike. I think it's priced pretty accurately right now, which kind of bums me out. I thought just based off of Minnesota's performance last week, that they might get a little more love in this match. But unfortunately, New York beating Atlanta trumps whatever Rocker did last weekend. So I guess I get it in that sense too. But I was expecting New York maybe to be like a minus 250 favorite, but they're minus 325. So that was a little bit shocking to see. But when you think about it, it's like, okay, what are the matches people actually watched last weekend? That New York-Atlanta one very likely was watched by many more people than either of the Rocker matches. So, and just knowing that FaZe is this, you know, just amazing team that never goes away. Anytime you beat them, you're going to get credit. People are going to fall in love with you all over again. So, I get it. Um, But yeah, I just, I don't know if this number can drop. Like, I I don't think we're going to have any significant news in the next couple of days where you know, it, it, a number comes out that's any different than what we see now. So it probably is a stay away for me, but I'm playing it the same way. If it drops, I think New York is a good, you know, they're a good team to back right now. They're a team I've liked all year. Um, beating phase was good. They kind of did it how you would expect a team to do it. Like you beat them in hard point twice because that's their weakest game mode. Um, they weren't convincing wins in hard point, right? They won 250 to 211 in game one on embassy. They won 250 to 226 on uh, hotel in game four. Nothing convincing there. Those were tight games. Um, those can easily go to the other team. However, New York have been on the wrong side of those games for a while now. So maybe just, you know, equaling out in hard points. Now they're winning those close ones. And then, right, it goes to that game five, round 11, and New York pull it out. They actually needed both round 10 and round 11 to secure the victory, and they did that on LSC Low Search and Destroy, which we know is a strong, strong map for Atlanta. So, like, good for New York for winning that series. That's a hard series to win, but I don't know if they really changed my opinion of them. Like, they're still a solid team. Like I didn't have them as a poor team going into last weekend. And like, I don't think they're an amazing team now, but I think they're, they're good and they're still far superior to rocker. So at the end of the day, yeah, I think a a New York three, one is probably where this is headed. The price on that is just a little too high right now, but if that can drop, I'll like them a little more. Um, One other thing of note, we didn't see expo, from either team uh, last weekend, New York lost a hotel control and Minnesota played hotel and Elisilo in their two matches. So we still, that's still an unknown. Um, so that could go either way. That could be a good map for New York. It could be a good map for rocker. It could be a wash either way. Um, so yeah, this one again, I'll be rooting for Minnesota, but to me, it, it feels like Minnesota are going to get put in their place a little bit after a good weekend last weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I 
I, I agree with that. So we'll see. Maybe you could find some value on an individual hard point spread or something there. Next up for Saturday's matches, first match on Saturday, Las Ve- uh, London Royal Ravens versus Las Vegas Legion. Um, Ravens plus one and a half, minus 115. Legion minus one and a half, minus 115. Ravens plus 260 on the money line. Legion minus 360. Ravens over four and a half plus one sixty five. Legion under four and a half minus two twenty. So this is again another point where it's like I've got Legion as a ninety three percent chance to win, but this is the problem, right? Like, sure, throw something on Legion minus one and a half, call it a day. But like how like the thing of it is, like, can Legion beat Lon- can Legion beat London and Hardpoint? I don't know, maybe, probably. But like this is the issue we're dealing with, right? Like, how are how are we gonna how are we gonna deal with like the thing is I feel like it's worth it to throw something on it, but like it's gonna be a little it's a little scary because like Legion with expectations now. Now to be fair, it's probably the worst team in the league, but like now you're betting on this Legion team with expectations, and that is incent- that's in many ways terrifying. Like you love Legion when you're like plus one and a half, plus one twenty. You're like that's great. I'll take that every day. But now you're like, there's expectations on this team. Now it's like, they're not just going to win. They're going to beat them by a map and a half, right? And I mean, it, it's what, minus 115. So it's like, they're, but it's like, they're basically 50-50 to win in, in four games or in five games, right? Now I think they could maybe even, I'm not sure what the, what's the 3-0 probably plus 220 something. Let's see. 300. Wow. That's, that's, uh, I've got that plus Pretty 470. Accurate. Yeah, I've got, I've got that plus 471. So I don't have much value there because I, my model thinks that, London will destroy them in, in control. I don't think that's necessarily true. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I could see it, right? If Legion can just not suck in control, which is... They're getting... They were, like, not horrible in control against... Um, who they Against Boston. Which, Boston's not a bad team. Boston, I think, was competitive with Toronto in control. Oh, no, they weren't. I can't remember. But, yeah... I'm seriously considering laying the minus one and a half here, but that feels terrifying to me. What what about what about you? Do you think are you terrified to lay a minus one and a half here, or do you think it this is deserved? Yeah, no, I'm not. If anything, I'm gonna take the plus one and a half with London. I know we talked about them, you know, fifteen minutes ago and we're just telling people avoid at all costs, basically, but yeah, this series, it just strongly feels like a Vegas 3-2 to me. Like, these teams are so vastly different in Search and Destroy. Like, Vegas, we've known all year they've been a great Search and Destroy team, only have been worse than FaZe. And FaZe are on a whole other level of good in that mode. But Vegas are the number two, and they have been for most, if not the entire year. London have been at the basement, Um they're worse than Seattle, in my opinion. They're worse than Minnesota. They're worse than every team. So Search and Destroy should go the way of Vegas if they play it twice. And that makes Vegas's path of winning very easy because it's just, all right, win a hard point map or take the control. But we know Vegas is horrible at control. Uh, both these teams played Expo last weekend. Both lost 3-1. to one. So... That muddies the water a little bit. Uh, London on Fortress Control, which is no longer in the set. 2-1 and one on the year, which, like, I mean, that's a positive to take away from London is that they have a winning record on a map and mode. 
Uh, that's gone, though, right? <laughs> they can't play Fortress. On the other three maps that are currently in rotation, they are 3 and 15, so that's bad. Vegas Legion, uh, Fortress Control was bad to them, as just about every map is. They were 1 and 5 on that map. Now, when you include Hotel, Elisilo, and Expo, 4 and 15. So, very similar control records. I say control is a toss-up between these teams at this point. Hardpoint, pretty close to a toss-up. I lean Vegas a little bit, but at the end of the day, that probably means a split. So, if you're London, right, win your hardpoint map, win a control against a horrible control team, and, like... I don't know. Search and destroy, you're probably not going to win, but can you get hot for six rounds and maybe take a map off of Vegas in that mode? Yeah, it could happen. So at the end of the day, like it's terrifying, but I think London can at least push it to that map five. Can they win the series? Very likely not, but um, but yeah, I just, I really, really feel a Vegas 3-2 here. So I'll lean London at the plus one and a half. But honestly, there's maybe better ways to play it. Maybe just play the hard point spreads. Just London to win the control, maybe. That's a, another pivot. If you just want to take a bad team for one map and not four or five, um, that might be a better way to play it. But this Vegas team, like it's setting up really nice for them, right? I, I tweeted out... Um, uh, last weekend before, or, or I'm sorry, as you tweeted out the podcast link, I commented with a gif of Clayster with the, the caption, Champs Mode Engaged. And that was partly because I was feeling their upset last week over Boston. Thankfully, that happened. Um, I was also kind of thinking Rocker were going to stumble at their home series. That didn't happen. But nonetheless, Vegas play London this weekend. They play LAG this weekend. Two very winnable games. Um, if they get both of those, that's a winner's bracket start. And then next weekend, even if they stumble at some point this weekend, they play Toronto, who might be a little shaky all of a sudden. And then they play Florida Mutineers to close things out. It really feels like we're going to have our first winner's bracket start for Vegas. And that's awesome. Um, I'm rooting for them. And if they catch Rocker for champs, like I'm not even going to be upset because I am a Clayster fan. Although... He did whine quite a bit about the whole Rocker Home series last weekend. Nonetheless, they'd be a fun team to root for just to make it to champs and to make some noise in this league as just, you know, the worst organization since the CDL has been around. Um, but yeah, I, things really open up for Vegas. Might they have some trouble in this series? Yes. But at the end of the day, I think they should win. And um, yeah, we could see some orange and red uh showing up in the winner's bracket at this major which is a bummer too because i'm just remembering now that there are no fans for this major so that kind of stings too just because every time we see this legion team in front of fans if it's legion versus a team you don't care about legion is getting more of the crowd than the other team so uh, a bummer that no fans are going to be there for their winner's bracket run at major four um but uh all things considered, uh, yeah, Vegas should handle London, but it might go the distance. Don't be surprised. I I think so. I, I worry about this, right? Because at some point, London will not roll over, and they will be like, right. we're going to... But at the same point, is it this game? I don't know. Maybe. 
Maybe not. It could be, but it could not be too. I don't know. Remember, their win total is over one and a half. So basically, if you're going to, if you're going to, actually, I don't think I, I don't think I bet that. I thought I was going to bet it, but I'm just like, nah. Well, it turns out that was a good bet apparently, because uh, they may go under their one and a half win total. So uh, we'll take that. Moving on to uh, Saturday afternoon, LAG versus Los Angeles Thieves, the Battle of LA again. LAG plus two and a half minus two forty. Thieves minus two and a half plus one eighty. LAG plus 350, Thieves minus 550, over 3.5 minus 220, under 3.5 plus 165. Thieves, man, uh, this is just a terrifying team right now. Um, I don't... Uh, I I love... like The plus 180 is not horrible, honestly. That's not a horrible line. Um... This these team is just much much better than this LAG team. This LAG team is just crumbling, and there's problems on this LAG team, but they are clearly not going to fix them. Like this LAG team is the, the challenge. Their challenger team is dissolved already. Like there's no point in even trying to fix the team because they don't exist anymore. So, yeah, they're uh, packing yeah. in. They're packing in early, and I, I think this might be the first time ever that. Thieves would actually beat LAG if I'm not mistaken. I think I think that was yeah. A this stat series, that... for whatever reason, LAG has dominated this series since Thieves have been around in the CDL, and it doesn't make any sense because I'm pretty sure Thieves have been favored to win all of those matches that they've played, but it's gone the completely other way. I think I'm in agreement with you here. I think this is where that streak stops. Um, yeah, Thieves last weekend just like we're speed running through Royal Ravens. Like that was just a display. If you watch that series, it was over in about five minutes. Um, they almost hundred point club them in hard point or did they? No, they almost, it was two fifty to one Oh one, a six Oh search, a three Oh control. If you're like me and you think London and LAG are in the same bucket of teams, and I kind of think they are. London actually might be in their own new bucket of badness, but LAG are down there too. Um, yeah, this probably is another sweep. If if LA Thieves are in that mode where, like, just get out of their way, um, it's a scary sight sometimes. So, yeah, and you couple that with their match against Seattle, right? A Seattle team who is solid, not in that bucket of badness like LAG in London. They won three one, dominated them in hard point, which was a shock. Like to I I fully expected a hard point split in that series, and LA Thieves won those comfortably. Um, including a, a hydro map that can be a little fluky with spawns and stuff. They handled that well. A round eleven embassy S and D win, which, you know, against Seattle you'd like to see a bit more, but Seattle's search the next day, right? They won 6-4 and 6-3 against Toronto. So Seattle may have figured out their their issues in Search and Destroy. And LA Thieves might have just, like, figured out Hardpoint completely. And, yeah, that's a scary thing to think about because they're solid in Search. They're still a great control team as well. Um, but, yeah, they thrive in the respawns. If they can win the Search, uh, yeah, a 3-0 is very, very likely to happen. So... I the price is a little high for my taste, even the plus one eighty. Um, I don't think it's gonna drop though. That's the issue. So if you want it, take it now. Um, I don't think either of these teams play before this. They do not. So 
the price probably isn't going to move much, but I just, I can't talk myself into an LAG, you know, plus two and a half or the money line. Like none of that is interesting to me. So um, I've got Thieves here and I've also got Thieves as the projected number one seed um, going into major four. They get LA Gorillas, Optic Texas, which is a tough matchup. I have got that a, about a 50-50. Um, and then they end the uh, qualifiers with Minnesota Rocker, who we've talked about a lot. Um, so yeah, four one or even five zero qualifier stage for thieves is it's looking very likely. So uh, yeah, I'll take thieves here to stop their skid of games versus LA Gorillas. Yeah, I uh, I think so. It's yeah, I I the thing is at this point they've only got like uh, a couple more chances to actually beat them. Right, like at a certain point, yeah, if, if they true. don't if they don't beat them, they're never going to have a win again. They're never going to win the Battle of L.A. They'll just the That's Battle fair. of L.A. will be won by a team that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> uh, moving on, subliners versus optic. Subliners plus one and a half minus two twenty. Optic minus one and a half plus one sixty five. Subliners plus one fifteen on the money line. Optic minus one fifty. Model likes optic here. Hardpoint map one is close, but optic's better in the search. Control will be close. I have the minus one and a half. I have optic minus one and a half priced at minus one twelve. That is value at a plus one sixty five price. Optic is the real deal, guys. Like this optic team is actually pretty good. I think they're actually a really solid team, and I think they're they're capable of doing some solid damage and going pretty far. Not just in the next uh, major, but in uh, in maybe having a decent run at champs too. Um, I don't know. The subliners team isn't bad, but I just I. Like I like them to clean up against Minnesota, but I, I think this Optic team is legit. Uh, what do you think about Optic here? Uh, I'm on the flip side. I like New York here. I think this is basically a 50-50 game, so give me the team that is plus 115 on the money line. Um, that'd be the New York Subliners. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think about how to play this because Subliners play Rocker the day before. Uh, they should win that, probably in a 3-1, but is that going to move the needle of this game that much? Eh, probably not. So maybe I'll wait and see if, if Rocker do end up upsetting New York. I might come in hard on New York the next day if that balloons out to, like, I don't know, plus 130, plus 140. Um, yeah, I... I I agree. Like, Optic looked fantastic, right? We just talked about how Thieves looked against London. Optic looked the exact same. Like, they... 250 to 68 on Fortress Hardpoint. Um, and I saw a stat, like, their last four or five Fortress Hardpoints, Optic have just crushed everybody. Like, like just ridiculous numbers um, on Fortress Hardpoints. So that should just become an auto-veto... For everybody, um, let me just quick check uh, New York's willingness to play Fortress. Yeah, four and six this year. It's their one map where they have a losing record. So actually, the map vetoes line up nicely for New York in that sense. Um, on the flip side, control might favor Optic now that Fortress is gone. New York were eight and one on that map. Uh, Optic one and five. Um, so. I think maybe search and destroy and control can go the way of optic, but I really like New York and Hardpoint specifically. Um, and yeah, I don't know. This one's very, very close for me. So I'm just going to lean with the team with the plus money. And 
yeah, we'll see where we go from there. But I, I understand the optic love. They've been great in the last, you know, month, month and a half of this game. And um, yeah, if they can turn that momentum they got from that London series into another big win over New York, that could be huge. So um, I get it, but I'll side with New York in this one. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, I I don't know. I, my model likes optic. I think I'll take optic. No spreads for that game. Apparently, there's only spreads on one game all weekend. Apparently, but I'm sure there'll be more. But yeah, I I do kind. Of, I don't mind optic minus one and a half. I I kind of think like they ran through London, and that was a pretty clear demolishing there last week. So we'll see. Last game on Saturday and a very interesting one, especially for people who may have bet win totals for FaZe and and Toronto. Cough cough. Face plus one and a half minus two forty. Ultra minus one and a half plus one eighty. Phase minus one thirty five on the money line. Toronto even over four and a half plus one forty. Under four and a half minus one eighty five. So Ultra has already gone under their win total of three and a half. Phase has already lost one game, so they need to win out to to get their win total. So they need to beat Toronto. I think the path for them gets a lot easier, but. Phase has to win this game to to keep their win total hopes alive. Now, luckily enough, I actually do have Phase as the favorites here at seventy two percent, but I could definitely see Toronto upsetting them here. But I am not going to touch this game. I'm just going to hope that I don't lose money in this game. I just hope that Phase will Phase will win, and then that'll be that'll be okay. Um, I'm probably not going. The thing is, I I could see this going either way. I think there's probably some value on Phase money line. Outside of that, I don't see much else that's value, but I can definitely see some value on phase money line. Uh, what about you? What do you think here? Yeah, I'm in the same boat. The uh, it's weird to see right phase favored minus one thirty five, but they're plus one and a half on the default map spread. But it also kind of makes sense, right? When you think of like, okay, well, phase aren't known for their hard points, so can they just get to the map five? I don't know. It's still kind of weird, but I agree. I think. If there's one way to go in this one, it's phase minus 135, minus 130, whatever range you find that in. Um, if it's anything higher than that, I think it's just a pure stay away for me, but that's low enough for me to just want to take phase. Um, I do think they are still the best team in the league. Um, Toronto are still right there with them. Um, but yeah, it's this is quite the matchup, right? Like if Toronto lose this, it's almost definitely a loser's bracket start for them uh on the flip side if phase lose this like they're very much in jeopardy as well um phase have uh two more matches after this minnesota and seattle very very winnable games so even if they slip up here they can get those last two and get a 3-2 finish toronto on the flip side right yeah two losses last week this is a tough one this week um their schedule gets easier they have florida and vegas later on but at that point, right, you're two and three. Eh, I don't know if you can make it in with that record. So this is a huge game. Um, I still lean phase. Toronto's got the advantage in hard point and in control. Uh, small advantages there. But yeah, phases search. Despite the hiccups last weekend, right, they had two round 11 losses. Maybe those will correct this weekend or maybe they'll just look what they've looked like all year and just dominate and search because Toronto last week in search, man, that was, that was maybe the biggest surprise of any specific like team game mode. I mean, yeah. Losing round 10 on hotel 
to Boston, lose in round 10 on Embassy uh, versus Boston as well. Next series, lose an LSILO in round 10, in round 10, and then lose a Fortress in round nine. Like four different maps, none that they even got to a round 11 on, and two teams that aren't known for their search and destroy. Like, I don't know, something weird happened. Maybe that gets corrected this weekend, but I just, I have faith that FaZe is going to bounce back from their search and destroy losses, and Toronto might not, because it didn't look good on any particular map, and we know FaZe have maps that you just have to auto-veto because they look so good on them. So, uh, yeah, for me, it's FaZe. If it gets any higher, though, I think it's just a pure stay away, sit back and relax, because it should be a heck of a series. Yeah, I I agree. I think I think this is going to be a very interesting series and this this matchup, although maybe the edge is to phase right now, I think I think this this has a potential to be the define one of the defining matchups for basically the CDL for the rest of this year. I think the phase versus ultra is going to define phase ultra and optic, they're going to define the league in their matchups. And I'm not sure I think Ultra doesn't have the advantage. I don't think Ultra has... Like, again, this is the problem, right? Because we know this Ultra team has the ability to do it, and they somehow lost two best-of-five series last weekend to Boston and Seattle. But at the same time, we know that they're we know what they're capable of. We know they're capable of beating them face-to-face. We know this. But at the same point in time, you can't rule out the fact that FaZe could, could beat them, right? So you, you can't rule out the fact that, like... Phase could just beat them, maybe, and maybe you could even have like phase minus one and a half here too, right? Anything could happen with this team, with these teams, right? So, just something seemed off with this ultra team last week. I'm gonna go back through and rewatch those games and, and, and make a pick. But this is again Sunday night, so we have a Saturday night, so we have some time to decide how we want how I want to play this one before then. Moving on to Sunday, Easter Sunday, Las Vegas Legion versus LAG. Uh, Las Vegas minus one and a half plus one hundred five, LAG plus one and a half minus one thirty five, Legion minus two seventy five on the money line, LAG plus two hundred over four and a half plus one sixty five under four and a half minus two twenty. Again, Legion with expectations. I actually have Legion as massive favorites here, ninety four percent, ninety three point six percent favorites here, minus one and a half priced at minus one sixty nine. Um, so huge value on minus one and a half here again. It does terrify me a little bit to be seeing expectations on Las Vegas Legion here, but they've earned it. They have earned it. They have earned our expect. They've earned our expectations, and I think that even though we have some high expectations for this Legion team, I think they can meet it. And this LAG team is just, ugh, it's just not competitive. And I think this this Legion team is just really good. And I, I, I don't know. I think this. Again, let's see let's see what this Legion team can do. I'm gonna keep betting on them until they prove me wrong, but this Legion team is just solid. And before it used to they used to win in five, but now with Standy, they're they last week to be fair, they did play one one game last week against a Boston team that was good but not great. But like if they can finally start winning map fours, then suddenly and if they can win map one and map fours, then suddenly they don't even like their their search and destroy was always that like the trump card they had, always the ace they had in the pocket. But if they don't even need that anymore, this team becomes a lot more scary. And I think 
that that's how you start getting these minus one and a halfs, and, and, and there's value on, on these minus one and a halfs, and I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep betting them. I'm gonna keep betting them until they, uh, until until they let me down. So, do you agree with me on this one, or do you are you, are you more hesitant to bet the Legion here, and maybe more like, hey, this team's okay, but not great. Yeah, um, it's weird, right? I I liked Vegas going into last weekend, and yeah, now they're maybe just a little overinflated. Um, again, this is a match I have very little interest in watching. Um, so I don't even know if I'm going to bother with anything on this, but I don't know, like to you, is it crazy if I, if you go like, um, London plus 260 to win versus Vegas on Saturday and LAG plus 200 on Sunday and just hope that one of those hits because Right, Vegas are showing improvements. They look like a solid team. They're playing two very bad teams this weekend. But would it shock you if they go one and one? Because it wouldn't for me. Um, and I kind of think that's good. Like, I don't know which team is going to do it. I guess LAG, probably the more likely team since London is just in the dumpster right now. But um, yeah, I have Vegas as a slight favorite in hardpoint, a sizable favorite in search. And I have LAG favored in the control just because Vegas is horrible. But right with the control meta changing a little bit, we'll see if that affects anything. Obviously, Vegas lost on their expo control last weekend. LAG only played one match. Um, they lost their control as well, but it wasn't expo. So if for whatever reason expo comes through because LAG were like, hey, we didn't play that last weekend. Let's get some reps in this weekend let's play it against Vegas because they looked pretty bad on it last weekend. Like, yeah, maybe LAG take a control. I think they're good enough in hard point where they could win their map one or map four, depending on, um, you know, which one is their actual pick. But yeah, at the end of the day, again, very strong feeling this ends in a Vegas 3-2. And if that's the case, like uh, LAG to cover a map and a half, Minus 135 is a bit steep, but I, I tend to lean towards that side, if anything. Um, yeah, LAG last weekend, it must have been just a weird, weird weekend for them, right? You fly out to Wisconsin to play rocker in front of a rocker crowd. You know, that's your one match of the weekend, and then you fly home and get prepped for this week. It just, there's no prize money in that last match. Um, I sh suppose we should mention there are bounty matches starting this week, so... I think this is one of them. Um, not that that affects how we're going to pick these games, but just something of note. Uh, but yeah, I think LAG just in a more comfortable spot now, playing from home, you know, playing in a bit of a high stakes match, I guess. Uh, like, yeah, I, I could see them bouncing back and maybe winning this series, if not at least pushing it to a game five where they eventually probably will lose. But um, yeah, either way, I think I, I side slightly with the underdogs in both uh, Legion matches. I think Legion will win them both, but, like, don't be shocked if, if Legion end the weekend 1-1, one and one, still in a good spot for a winner's bracket start, you know, 2-1 and one, uh, through three games. But, yeah, I, I think London or LAG could give them some issues. So uh, just don't be surprised if, if Vegas look a little more like their old selves going into this weekend. Yeah. Hopefully, I mean, for my for my pocketbook, hopefully they won't. I'm I'm trusting them, and we'll see. But again, Standy in that one game looked pretty good on that team. Yeah, so, looked yeah. pretty good in the 
orange, I guess. They're the only, they're the only orange CDL team. I think Sandy's mostly been in purple colors, but he's looked good. He looked good in that orange. Second last match of the weekend, Toronto versus Florida. Again, Florida being completely counted out in this match. Toronto minus 2.5, plus 165. Florida plus 2.5, minus 220. Toronto minus 650 on the money line. Florida Florida plus 400. Over 3.5, minus 200. Under 3.5, plus 150. I mean, again, it's going to depend on what Florida does. So we actually now have an update about this. Apparently, um, Havoc is out due to personal reasoning reason that's why Vickle is in it's not a team change it's because of personal reasons okay now no idea what those personal reasons are and they said they're moving him to the substitute position for now so we'll we'll see who knows what happens with Vickle um but yeah so my 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 model says Tron gets the win here finally I don't know if I the minus two and a half that's a bit steep for minus two and a half I've got that minus two and a half price at plus 260 let's see what Florida does with Vickle in the lineup on Friday but I kind of, I don't think I'm going to be, maybe I play some, maybe I play a, a map money line here or something. Toronto to win map two and a search. And that seems a pretty, that's a pretty nice feel there. Maybe a Toronto control spread, but I think the minus two and a half at plus 165 is a little too rich for my blood. But other than that though, pretty good, uh, some pretty good value here. What's the Florida plus one and a half? Plus 225. That's a little bit of value on Florida plus one and a half. But it's going to depend on how Toronto does against FaZe, though, right? That's the thing. Where do you where do you see the value here? Do you see any value in these lines, or do you want to just... Uh, or do you want to kind of just leave this and, and... There's not a lot of value here. Maybe just leave this map. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think price about right. Uh, I fully expect Toronto to win this... Uh, yeah, win the series. Probably a 3-1. Maybe a sweep. Um... It all really depends on if Toronto can bounce back and search and destroy against a Florida team that's like pretty good at search. Like maybe not. It's it's a tough search stretch for Toronto here. Or I guess we didn't think it would be this tough, but you go zero and four last weekend. Now you have Faze and Mutineers this weekend. Like, all right, you better start figuring out that game mode, or else you might lose some more matches. So, um, yeah, obviously Toronto massive favorites in hard point gigantic favorites in control that can't be underestimated that's basically a free map for them at this point if they play any subpar control team um you know we'll see if they look more human on expo if they ever do play that map but um if they're dominant at the other two like maybe just veto expo forever and just play those other two maps because you're so good at those anyway so yeah I i see a toronto win here the price is too steep though um the minus two and a half to me is totally dependent on if Toronto bounce back in search. They'll get some good practice in against FaZe on um, Saturday, I believe that is. But uh, yeah, so maybe they can turn that into a win over Mutineers on Sunday with a, you know, a team that's undergoing roster change. And I guess there is the unknown of like, okay, maybe Havoc sits for their first game on Saturday, but is back on Sunday. I wouldn't expect that. I would fully expect Vickle to play both. But um, yeah, anytime you have some kind of roster change, maybe the other team can take advantage of that. Uh, although I, I kind of like Vickle coming back onto the team. He he showed some promise early in the year. Um, he's a bit of a fan favorite. He's he's got that you know spark. Anytime he wins, it's he's screaming into the camera. He's you know just shouting at the players across the stage. 
whatever it is. So I, I like that out of him. And yeah, I, like he's not a huge downgrade from Havoc, if at any at all. So um, yeah, maybe Florida can take a map here, but this really feels like a Toronto win and one that they might desperately need if they do start 0-3. Um, so yeah, I like Toronto to win, probably a 3-1, maybe a sweep if they can figure out Search and Destroy. Yeah, I uh, I tend to agree with that. Last up on the weekend, Thieves versus Optic. A good match here. Yeah. Thieves, plus one and a half, minus 240. This is Easter Sunday night. Optic, minus one and a half, plus 180. Thieves, even on the money line, Optic, minus 135. I like Thieves. My model likes Thieves. 60% chance for Thieves to win this game. They've earned it. They've they've earned it. They are a pretty powerful team here. Like again, this might be because they destroyed London, and I think they just they they beat up Seattle, and Seattle looked good last week. If Seattle comes down to earth a little bit, Thieves will kind of that number will go down a little bit. But like they beat a, a Seattle team that the model thinks is kind of pretty good right now. I think Thieves is probably if you're looking at another top team that's not FaZe and, and Toronto, I think Thieves is up there. I think those are the top four teams in the game right now. And I think Thieves can win this. I mean, giving me you're giving me even for this. I, I think I think there's a lot of value on Thieves in this in this match. I think Thieves have looked really good in the last um last week. They didn't even look I what did they do with the major? I they didn't go far. Top twelve. Enough. Top twelve, that's right, yeah. Since then though, they've looked pretty good though. That's the thing, right? Like you're giving yeah. me plus a hundred on that. I'll take that, honestly. I, I uh I don't hate I don't hate a, a play on thieves here, so um, we'll we'll have to see. But I'm I'm kind of down to to ride with thieves on on this. What about you? Do you do you see value on optic, or are you kind of with me on on thieves here? I'm with you on thieves. This is my number three team versus my number four team, and my number three team is the LA Thieves. Uh, it's very very close. I've got thieves at a 52 percent chance to win, um, but it's even money, which yeah, that that surprises me. Both of Optic's matches, very similar in my eyes, right? You've got these contender teams, right? These teams that could win a major that haven't, or I guess New York has won one this year. Um, but these contending teams that are good enough to win a major, they've got two of them this week, and they're minus money against both. And I know Optic's been great lately, right? A huge dominant win last week, a great uh, top two finish at the major, uh, at major three. They've been red hot lately, and like thieves, thieves to me are just a slightly better version of optic, right? Like just a little better at hardpoint, a little better at control. I give search and destroy. Uh, I lean that towards optic, but um, let me just quickly go down the fortress control path. It was obviously a very bad map for optic. Uh, for Thieves, 4-2 and two on the map, um, pretty sizable wins as well. So if Expo comes through, that throws a bit of a wrench into things. So maybe Control is more of a 50-50 than I think. If that's the case, this is basically a 50-50 match, and whoever wins Control wins the series. Um, so that gets a little scary, but I think a better way to take this, Thieves minus a map and a half. I know they're the underdogs, but like, I'm pretty convinced they're the better hardpoint team, despite what Optic did right last weekend and what they've done on Fortress Control. It's been ridiculous. Um, Fortress Control, not a great map for New York. 
a map that thieves just don't play. They've played it three times this year. Granted, they're two and one on it. So if for whatever reason thieves do want to square up on Fortress Control, they've got a shot. It's not a bad map for them. But at this point, just auto veto Fortress, uh, make Optic beat you on some other map because, I mean, they're beating teams by like 100 or 150 with consistency at this point. So I think if you're thieves, just keep fortress uh hard point out of the map pool um i don't know maybe let expo through if optic want to play it but if hotel is the control map you can play just play that and then search just you know just try to split them if it goes to that game five just do what you can to hang in with hang in with optic because i i think they can um so yeah another game where it's optic, but the other team's plus money, and I kind of like the other team a little more. So, uh, give me thieves in this spot, and uh, yeah, this will be a heck of a match. I know we have this one Sunday night. We have yeah, Atlanta, Toronto the day before. Um, mixed among that are kind of a bunch of weird matches that maybe aren't super exciting, but have some intrigue. But yeah, the the clear highlights from this weekend: uh, phase Toronto Saturday night. Thieves Optic Sunday night, both should be fantastic. Yeah, I I agree. I'm pretty excited for this. I think uh, we've got some interesting games coming up this weekend, and then again, of, of course, next weekend, and then uh, the and then of course the major major four coming up in just uh, just two weeks from now. Um, but yeah, it's it's gonna be fascinating. The the top eight kind of seem locked in for champs. Maybe some variation there at the bottom. Minnesota, again, roaring up there, getting two wins last weekend. Um, Vegas is competitive. Outside of that, eh, I don't know how competitive the other guys are, but um, we're going to we're gonna see what happens with, with some of these teams, especially at the top, right? Like, how competitive is Toronto and FaZe and Thieves and Optic? Those four are probably the top four teams in the game. Can Boston join those? Can other teams join those four? And and, and we're we're gonna find that out. We have some of those matchups this weekend. We got Phase Optic and uh, Toronto Phase. Sorry, we got Thieves Optic and, and Toronto Phase. That's that's gonna do it for us this week. Um, we will be back. Um, I think we're off for a couple weeks, right? Yes, I yes. am unavailable the next couple weeks, but yes. I'll still be um, sharing my uh, you know match previews and. Uh, you know, odds to win the major, all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, I'll be unavailable to record, unfortunately. That's okay. So we will we will see you back before major five qualifiers. So take a couple weeks off, but don't worry. We're obviously going to post our uh, takes, our our our, um, our previews, our, our projections on Twitter. So you go ahead, go ahead and follow us. That's Lean Toss Up Sports and of course CDL Metrics. Follow us on Twitter. You'll you'll find our stuff there. And yeah, we will see you guys in a couple of weeks. See you guys.